Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello there, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. I'm so glad that you started talking. Well, sometimes <laughs> I forget whose turn it is to introduce this thing. So, uh, um, I guess hello, I'm just Andrew. Anxious to see you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Hey, you've got the Bible there. You're going to read from the NIV, I think, from Psalm 43. I certainly am. Psalm 43 from the NIV. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. We've talked about 42 and 43 potentially being a single psalm. And of course, what you and I posited was maybe what happened was a son of Korah came along and said, no, we need to have another verse to this, another stanza to yeah. this song that we sing that actually lays out our request before God instead of just lamenting. Not going to be dogmatic about either one of those approaches, but what, as I'm walking through that again, one of the things I'm thinking about today is that we've moved from lament to request, but what we don't see is an answer. No, and we don't see an answer to a variety of questions. One of the things that jumps out from Psalm 42 and 43 is he's not necessarily asking God a lot of questions. But there sure are a lot of questions. Sometimes the evil people are asking questions, and that kind of echoes what he's wondering in his mind. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of questions underneath both of these psalms. And and look, let's just should we kind of let me lay out walk a, through some of well, them. Yeah, we or? can do that. But okay. let me let me just point this out. We're we're gonna get to Psalm 44 next week, and I'm just gonna let you know it's not gonna get any better. More questions? Well, it's less answer. It's a lot longer. It is a lot longer, <laughs> but there's still no answer. Oh, boy. And so here, let's think through some of these questions. And some of the questions are put in the mouths of of the enemies and others, but there we've got questions that we're walking through. So, for instance, back in Psalm 42 and verse 2, when shall I come and appear before God? When is that going to happen? When I'm looking for an answer. I need to know when is that going to happen. Twice. Is that, in your reading of that, is is that a request to God himself? Well, it's or a request is, is for information. wondering within himself, within his own soul? Well, I guess either way, we do have the self-talk in here that we'll get back to here in a moment. But, but it's still a question. He's looking for an answer. When is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. Which I guess we could say implicitly is a request from God to get me back. Yeah. But question, when is this going to happen? When will it happen? I, I want to know when this is going to happen. When sure. is this low going to stop? When am I going to get back to the highs? Mm -hmm. Appearing before God. Right. We talked about the throng. God doesn't answer that one. Mm -hmm. Twice. In Psalm 42, we have the question, where is your God? I understand that's a question from the enemies, but I believe yeah. the psalmist is recording it because it's the question he has. Where are you, yeah. God? That's in 42 verse 3, and then it's repeated in 42 verse 10. 
we've got him now. Now, this is his own question to himself. You asked about that distinction. But in verse five, in fact, this is the repeated refrain. He says it yep. three times between the two Psalms. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? me? One of the ways of seeing that question is what we've talked about with the self-talk. And mm-hmm. I, I do want to come back to that as, as part of our advice in a moment. But it's the, well, why? I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. But another is the recognition of I'm actually laying this question out before God. Why are things going on in such a way mm-hmm. that I am in turmoil within my soul and that I'm cast down? Well, and the beauty of that question to think about a congregational response and the singing of it mm. is that we're answering these other questions with the question. Okay. Okay. So the, the, where where is your God, the enemies are saying, and when will I appear before God? But the whole congregation comes back saying, soul, why are you cast down? Hope in God. The picture here reminds me years and years ago, I read that book about the, the shepherd explains the 23rd Psalm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it, is that a Keller book, I think? Can't remember the author's name right now, but I can look it up later if you want. <laughs> so The, the shepherd looks remember, at Psalm 23. The shepherd looks at Psalm yeah, 23. Yeah, yeah. I do remember as he talked about being a, a sheep being cast or down cast and the idea of the, the sheep going off into the wilderness or pushing his way I into some thorns too. and they get caught up in the it kind of the, falls over on his side and yeah or yeah. or he gets into a little depression in the earth and he lays down and he nestles and rolls over and, and yeah. because of the way his legs he's just kicking in the air kicking 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 trying to get over and can't until he's that. finally just exhausted mm-hmm. here's this question why am I in this situation? And why isn't that good shepherd of Psalm 23 already picking me back up? Yeah, yeah. So we, we've got this That's question. That's a good connection. We've got this question. All right, in Psalm 42 and verse 9, this is actually, he straight up says, I say this to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Mm-hmm. Why have you forgotten me? The next question that's right there in the same verse, which he actually repeats again in Psalm 43, why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Mm-hmm. Why am I even in this situation where of oppression, which is producing mourning? And when we find that one again in Psalm 43, we have the question in verse 2, why have you rejected me? Yeah. Here's the series of questions. And so I keep reading through the end of Psalm 42, and I keep reading through the end of Psalm 43 because somebody, yeah, somebody came along and said, no, this needs another stanza. What I want to know is mm-hmm. where's the stanza with the answer? Mm. Where's the stanza where God says, here's where you're going to come back? Mm-hmm. Where's the stanza mm-hmm. that says, here's where I am? Yeah. Where's the stanza that says, no, I haven't forgotten you. Let me prove it to you. No, I haven't rejected you. Let me show it to you and everyone around you. Where is that? What we have in both of these Psalms, and again, I'm just telling you, next week when we get to Psalm 44, it's not going to get any better. Where are those answers? What do I do when I'm not hearing the answers. So part of what I'm seeing in the psalm is this reference to hope. You're right. The the answer does not seem to be apparent or immediate at all. And yet the, I was going to say, and yet the answer, <laughs> and yet the refrain three times is hope. This confident expectation, God will respond, God will answer. 
Um, hope is something we have until, I guess, until we gain the sight. Mm, okay. We, yeah, we do have this repeated refrain. Okay, so here was something we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And that was the concept of self-talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to bring us back around to that. The, because that is one thing I think is really apparent in these two Psalms is the self-talk. And I love what you brought up the other day, that if we see this as worship at the temple and just try to walk through how that might have been conducted with the with the leader of the worship, with the whatever priest is leading, singing yeah. the parts, chanting the, the part the, the that cantor, is separate. The chanter, yeah. But then we get to the repeated refrain mm-hmm. that the entire congregation would come alongside and, mm-hmm. and pray this. So now we've got this self-talk, and, and it's it's something we're all singing together. Right. We all know that we get through these moments where we are cast down, where we are in turmoil, where the enemies are oppressing us. Yeah. And so we're asking ourselves, why are you being like this? Do this instead. Mm-hmm. Hope. Mm-hmm. Hope. But it is that self-talk talk. It is what What are the kinds of things I'm saying to myself? I, I don't want to go too far afield on this, but if I can kind of set the stage for what self-talk means and is about, it makes me think about, um, I, I remember one day when it hit me how bad my self-talk is sometimes. You know, I, oh, I miss yeah. a turn on the road and I realize I missed a turn. And the first thing I say is, you idiot. I can't believe you. Ooh, that is negative. That's scary. I'm not an idiot for missing a turn. No, you're not. Okay, but see, that's self-talk. And if I say that sort of thing to myself enough, Mm -hmm. where am I going to end up thinking? Yeah. All right? These two psalms are not about that per se. I just wanted to get this perspective of self-talk, what we're talking about. This is a self-talk that is full of God talk. This is a self-talk in these psalms that is full of God's promises, this is a self-talk that is full of God's word. Mm-hmm. That ties into something else we said last week with mm-hmm. Psalm 42 on Friday, which of course is our day to find Jesus in the Psalms. We yeah. recognize that some of these questions get asked of Jesus. Where's your God? Hey, that's if, right. If you are the son of God. Mm-hmm. And I think very specifically about that first temptation that Satan brought against Jesus, which was, if you're the son of God, turn the stone into bread. bread yeah. And Jesus' response is, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What Jesus is saying in a very real way is, I don't have to prove to you I'm God's son. He said I'm God's son. That temptation comes right after the baptism where God declares, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's right. And the next thing that happens is Jesus is driven out to be tempted in the wilderness and Satan comes with, well, if you're the son of God and Jesus response is, I don't have to prove it to you. Mm -hmm. God said it. It's true. And so The, the, the talk that he had for himself was not just self talk. It was God talk. When my self-talk is governed by God's word and God's promises, I'm going to make it through even when I'm not hearing God's new answers. No, I I love that point, and I think it's important to drive it home that when we're talking about this self-talk of the psalmist, it it is about a God talk. Hide the word of God in your heart that I may not sin against you, right? Fill my heart with your word so that I'm living by that word and not by bread alone, if we are meditating upon his word and imbibing his word, these are the things that are going to come to mind in these times of doubt, times of darkness. We're going to be fed and sustained on that word. The hope 
is going to be built upon that word. So important. The the next thing that I learned from this, this is, I, I don't know if I want to say it's obvious or it's subtle. I think it's one of those things that's so obvious we often skip over it. But especially if we see that Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 are actually separate psalms, actually two distinct prayers okay. that have now been brought together because of their similarity, or maybe okay. somebody comes along later and adds on a second prayer to this original one. Yeah. What we see here is that even though the psalmist is not hearing the answers, right. what does he keep doing? Keeps praying, doesn't he? Yes. Keeps he praying. Keeps on praying. Keeps singing. When I'm not hearing the answers, don't quit praying. Yeah. A lesson in perseverance then? Perseverance, persistence. Look, the ESV in one place even calls it impudence. (laughs) I'm just going to keep knocking on the door. I'm going to keep knocking on the door. I'm going to keep him awake. Yeah. Uh, As What is it? Isaiah 62, I think it's somewhere along in there. I'm going to keep awake. I'm going to keep him awake. Knocking on the door. Persistence, perseverance. I'm going to keep praying. And the reason I think we need to do that, we we often talk about God not answering a prayer. And I hope throughout these 15 minutes today, as you and I have been talking, that I haven't acted like the prayers haven't been answered, but that we're not hearing the answers. Yeah, I'm not seeing it right now. I believe God answers every single prayer. There are no unanswered prayers for God's children. Saying that is a lot like, Andrew, if your son Owen came up to you and said, hey, dad, can I have a chocolate bar? And you said, no, we're about to have dinner. And he comes up again and says, hey, dad, can I have a chocolate bar? And you said, no, we're about to have dinner. And he comes up to you and he says, hey, dad, can I have a chocolate bar? And you say, no, we're about to have dinner. And then you overhear him talking to Olivia and he says, I keep asking dad for a chocolate bar, but he won't answer. (laughs) Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer Sometimes is no. Sometimes the answer is wait. I think he answers everything. So I need to just keep praying, and I need to keep talking God's word to myself. Well, we sure hope that uh, you're encouraged by this discussion and look at Psalm 43 to keep on praying. Uh, let's have a prayer right now. I don't want you to lead us. Holy God, thank you so much for our day, our conversation. Thank you for this psalm. Thank you for the reminder that we can keep praying to you. And that's what I hope we take away from this. Let's keep praying, not just in this moment, but after this podcast is over, throughout the day, tomorrow, and the days to come. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for answering. We look forward to the time when your truth and your light leads us into your holy home. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Edwin, you're good enough. You're smart enough.
and people like you. Thank you. <laughs>